It's a podcast. <laughs> Who says? <laughs> Just because two people are in a room with two microphones and recording equipment and a laptop and coffee does not mean it's a podcast. It could just be a... A dream. Ooh, what if it was? <laughs> How do we know it's not? It's not. Oh. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Hey everybody, welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. We are up to episode 90. Oh my gosh, we're getting close to 100. I know. Should we do something special for the 100th episode? Or should we just blow past it like, yeah, we knew we were going to get to 100. Well, I still want to do one where we both get drunk. That's going to have to be 100. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's good. We'll we drink a hundred drinks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fifty each. I'm not oh, crazy. Oh, oh, well, that's fine then. <laughs> so, how have you been? Good. Yeah. You have a good week. I know you've been busy. Yeah. Getting uh, prepping for Valentine's Day. Is that what's happening? That's right. All the cards Get coming your out. Valentine's cards. Yeah. Don't forget your Valentines, everybody. Does anybody ever say Valentines to you? I don't, I just you, I guess. Okay. Well, I don't like it. Stop. I'm, I'm, no, no, I won't because <laughs> now I know that I'm special and unique. Uh, speaking of special and unique, the tournament rolls into week four. At the end of this week, it'll be half over. Woo-hoo. Isn't that amazing? We have 145 teams that have played at least one game in the tournament. Wow. It's amazing. So far, so many teams have played so far that I had to cut the uh, rankings down to 100 on the website. So go and check out where your teams rank right now. And I'll say this right now, every team is still in it. Even if you only have one tournament point, you are not that far away from getting into the top 20. So keep at it and keep going to those quizzes. Play every night. Yes. Uh, Do you have a Montreal Canadiens update this week? Um, sure. Okay, good. That was, uh, I'm going to half-heartedly play the theme song. Ready? Yeah, I am. (laughs) Always. So, it is the All-Stars week. Wow, already? Yeah. Jeez. So there is not a game until like the 2nd of February. Mm-hmm. But they had a really good bunch of games right in a row. So in their, um, what's it? Not league. Division? Division. In sure. their division, they are now third. And I saw somebody online say, since they have this break now because of All-Stars, they got 10 days being above the Bruins in their division. And that's important for them, isn't <laughs> yes. it? That's great. That's kind of their rivals. Them and like the Leaves. Well, considering when we first started checking in with your Habs update, uh, that they weren't doing very well. They've turned it around a little They're bit. They're doing so much better this year yeah, yeah. than last year. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, keep on it, Habs. For Monica's sake. Yeah. Monica's rooting for you. Um, well, we got a fun little show for you. You ready to play our fun little show? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. You ready? Say the thing. Yeah, say the thing. Now it's time for the lightning round. Oh, lightning will strike you if you are not careful. So go in during a storm because you don't want to get all shocked. Or go golfing. Or go golfing. You never want to go golfing anyway. <laughs> no. Have you ever golfed? No, I've done like the driving range. I'm such a bad golfer that every time I've gone out, the marshal has come around and said that I had to skip a hole. 
Really? Yeah, they come out if you're too slow, and I'm just ter- I'm just terrible at it. <laughs> and I'll go out with people who aren't great, but they're better than me, and yeah. they can at least like play. And I'm so bad that eventually, like about hole three or four, the marshal comes around and it's like, why don't you guys skip ahead to the next hole so you're not holding everybody else up? I thought you like let people go ahead of you. You can, but you're not always aware that you're holding people up um, until you look behind you and you see angry people on the tee box waiting uh, for you to get <laughs> yeah, growling at you like that. Those... I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Your doctor character is coming into shape. I like that. I'm a doctor too. <laughs> All right. This is the time in the podcast where we ask each other questions based on some themes that we created for each other. And whoever wins is the best. Um, <laughs> or something like that. What, what's your theme for me this week? Historical medicine. Historical medicine. Interesting. Uh, yours are daisies. Okay. Uh, it's National Daisy Day on uh, Monday, so everybody, happy, happy uh, National Daisy Day. Happy birthday, daisies. <laughs> Do you want to go first or second? First. All right, here we go with the lightning rant. Question one. <laughs> <laughs> we are off to a lightning start. Question one. The chief medical contribution of 19th century physician Ignaz Semmelweis was the discovery that when doctors did what between seeing patients, less people died. Is it wash their hands? Yes. Oh, thank you, whatever your name was. What's the name again? Ignaz Semmelweis. That is my approximate pronunciation. (laughs) So apparently it was like a maternity hospital. Okay. And there was like, it was a teaching hospital. And half of it was to teach medical students. And the other half was to teach midwives. Okay. And the half with the midwives had this infection that killed patients a lot less than the than the half with the medical students. Right. Because the medical students would be messing with corpses and doing autopsies mm-hmm. and then go and like help deliver babies and not wash their hands. Ugh. So all these women were dying of this horrible infection after childbirth. So he's like, when I told them to start washing their hands, it went from like 20% to 2%. Yeah. And none of the doctors believed him. They're like, you think our hands are dirty? How dare you? <laughs> our hands have been blessed by God. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't believe him. And like, he actually ended up uh, being committed because what? he went a little bonkers because nobody would believe him. Oh, and he died like really early, like in like 45 or something. And then after he died is when people like looked at his research and they're like, oh, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> uh, maybe he was right. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Oh my God. That's amazing. Did you see the thing in the news where all these people in Portland have gotten the measles? Yes, it's in Washington. Oh, is it? Has it spread up here? My insurance company sent me an email saying there's a measles outbreak in Washington. Uh, people, vaccinate your children. Just go <laughs> do it. Stop listening to Jenny McCarthy and go vaccinate your children. All right, here goes your question number one for you, and it's multiple choice. Okay. Why is a daisy called a daisy? Is it A, from the Latin for eternally pretty? Oh. Is it B, from day's eye? The first flower to bloom in the morning. Or C, from English botanist Percival Dawes, who called the flower a drowsy Dawes. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I'm going to go with B. That is correct. It is called the day's eye. It was the first flower to bloom in the morning. And uh, there's another name for the daisy or a a variety of daisy called the black-eyed Susan. Mm-hmm. And it has that sort of very dark center, and it's that same idea that it's the first flower that blooms in the morning. Do you like a daisy? 
I love a daisy. Sure. I love Gerbera daisies. They're really colorful and they're very pretty and yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Eternally pretty. Yeah. Well, that was that's the one I made up. <laughs> I was very I was happy with making up drowsy dawes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little too silly to choose. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. What classical Greek physician is known as the father of medicine and is credited with coining the oath that doctors still take today? Is that um, Hippocrates? That's right. Yay, the Hippocratic Oath. Yes. What they're supposed to take and say they won't do any harm. Uh, question number two. What fictional dog was rescued by his owner from the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm? Sandy. Sandy, no, uh, Snoopy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Snoopy and uh, his whatever his because it's cousin or his brother Spike, the one with the mustache and the hat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, that dog over there with the mustache and the hat. Oh, well, I just thought kind of looked a little sleazy, a little <laughs> yeah. suspect. Spike was. Why do you always judge people on their appearances? It's that wispy mustache that gives me little, little willies. Is it a little bit of like a pedo stash? <laughs> I didn't want to go there <laughs> with Spike, but yes. <laughs> he also came from the puppy farm. <laughs> He's still hanging out at the puppy farm. Yes, he has to now stay 100 feet away from the puppy farm. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. In 1952, Jonas Salk first tested a vaccine for infantile paralysis, which is better known as what? Is that polio? Yes. Okay. I knew Salk did the polio vaccine, but I didn't know that's what it was called. It was called infantile paralysis. Yeah. Thank you, vaccines. Thank you, vaccines. (laughs) They work, guys. Uh, question number three for you, the 1995 children's book Daisy Head Maisie marked the final appearance of what character since the author passed away four months after the book was published? Oh, one more time. The 1995 children's book Daisy Head Maisie, M-A-Y-Z-I-E, marked the final appearance of what character since the author passed away four months after the book was published? Madeline? It's not Madeline. It is the cat in the hat. Cat in the hat narrates and is a character in this. It's the one of the very last Dr. Seuss stories oh. about this girl who has a daisy that grows on her head. And her okay. name is Daisy Head Maisie. Was it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, she thought it was a bad, bad thing. thing. And then, and then yeah. the cat in the hat's narrating <laughs> and then comes and says, hey, you know what? It's not a bad thing. You're a unique person. You got a flower growing on your head. But it itches. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> That's why I wear this big tall hat, said the cat. <laughs> I had my own little daisy. Did he? Did he? No. Oh. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't read the book, but I hear it's great. Number four. Based on a true story, what 2010 British black comedy stars Simon Pegg and Andy Serkis as criminals who sold cadavers to physicians in 19th century Scotland. Oh, no. Oh, I've seen the... uh, I've never seen it, but I've seen the poster for it. I'm not going to come up with this one. Go ahead. Burke and Hare. Uh, Yeah, I knew it was a couple of names, and I wasn't going to get, like, some of the other, like... There's a bunch of those British comedies that are, like... Always like a two person's name, two people's names yeah. in it. So Burke and Hare. Yeah. I saw that movie. Was it good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny and dark. Yeah. It's I like always like to see comedy. I always like to see Andy Circus not as an ape <laughs> yeah. or as Gollum. Without CGI effects. Yeah, yeah. That where he's just like, Hey, you know what? You're a pretty good actor just on your own there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question number four for you. The French game of Effulier la Marguerite is known in English by what seven-word phrase the player repeats? And just so you know, la Marguerite, that is a type of daisy. Oh. 
So it doesn't have Daisy in the It doesn't head. have Daisy in the answer here. Is it Ring Around the Rosie? It is not Ring Around God the Rosie. Damn it. it is She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. Hmm. And uh yeah, it's the this the fe- it's the uh, pedal plucking game. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done that? All you have to do is count the pedals. <laughs> <laughs> Start with which one you want. (laughs) Last one. Yes. Name the four humors from the theory that physicians believed in the European Middle Ages. Well, there's... mm, Phlegm. That's one. Black bile. That's two. Green bile? No. And blood. Yes. Yeah, is it red bile? No. It's another color bile, (laughs) but I'm not going to come up with it. Is it yellow? It's yellow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You were so close. Yeah, I knew knew black bile for sure, and then that last color got away from me. That's always a good four-point question. I Mm -hmm. think I've used that, but it has been a long time, so I might have to resurrect that question. That's Mm -hmm. a good one. Final question for you is a three-pointer. According to Rover.com, Daisy is the fourth most popular female dog name in the U.S. Name the top three from these clues. Okay. We'll take these one at a time. A, Twilight character. Uh, Bella? That is right. That's number one dog name right now. Two. Really? Yeah. Two, Peanuts character. These are female dog names. Lucy? That is true. That is number two right now. And C, Harry Potter character. Um, Luna? Luna is correct. <laughs> well done. Yay. Well done. Yes. I needed that. The top four the dog names, female dog names, are Bella, Lucy, Luna, and Daisy in that order. Oh. I think those are all good dog names. They are. Yeah. Not Murderface. Murderface came in seventh. <laughs> believe it or not. I don't believe it either. Murderface. Murderface, you are unique always. <laughs> oh, I bet you there's a few pukas out there. Yeah. But Murderface, I think, is all your own. You know there's a movie on Hulu called Puka now? Is there? Mm-hmm. Do you watch it with Puka and go, this is you. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently it's a scary movie. <laughs> Ooh. Well, Puka will keep you safe from the uh, the boogeyman's of Puka. Uh, how, how did we do? You got three. Okay. And three humors. And I got four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is mostly that last question. Okay, that's good. <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is it for the lightning round. Ultimate, ultimate straight from the soul stuff. Copies always stay rough before they go to plate. Try pack. It'll stick. Stick to you, but won't deflate. Keeping all the levels strict. I'll tell you, mate, that we're top rate because it's the Daisy Age. We do have a correction. I want to uh, note someone wrote into the website. Thanks a lot for doing that. Pobody is nervous. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you can always uh, write in to quizfix at gmail.com or go to the website and go to the contact page and fill out the form there. We get them either way. Uh, this comes from Michael Mary, who plays locally at the Berliner. He is part of the Voice of Indecision and Regret. And he took me to task. On the record speeds from Columbia Records, he says, wanted to offer a correction to your comments about the 33 and a third record speed. Paul commented that Columbia Records wanted to hear a whole symphony on one side of a record. And this is why the speed was changed from 78 to RPM to 33 and a third RPM. This isn't quite correct. That idea was born with the advent of the compact disc. CDs hold 74 minutes of music which is enough for Beethoven's Ninth Symphony to be played in its entirety without interruption. The standard 33 and a third record holds about 20 minutes of music per side. The old 78 RPM records would hold about 5 minutes of music. 
Thanks, Mike. Well, thank you, Mike. You are absolutely correct. I misspoke. I meant to say a movement of a concerto, but uh, I think it came out symphony. Uh, he is absolutely right. That is that is what it is. So, sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> but thank you for the corrections. And again, we love to get them. Please send them to us. Quizfix at gmail.com is the best way to do it. <laughs> it is now time for game prep. Prep those games. Well, I think that's what we're, exactly what we're going to do. Things that happened this week in history or events happening uh, like this. January 28th, happy National Kazoo Day. Happy birthday, Kazoos. (laughs) The origins of the kazoo are disputed, but Warren Frost painted in the first instrument called a kazoo in 1883. It wasn't until the early 20th century when the original American Kazoo Company gave the kazoo its modern shape, which inspired the nickname the Down South Submarine. I guess they... (laughs) I guess they kind of, well, they do kind of look like submarines. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the down south? I have no idea. Like, you don't play with your butt. I think they meant, like, (laughs) southern United States, maybe. Oh, okay. They weren't getting anatomical with that. The down south submarine sounds like a euphemism. (laughs) Hey, uh... (laughs) I won't say what I'm going to say. Don't say it. No, I'm just going to think it. Okay. And everybody can think along with me. The kazoo belongs in a family of instruments called merlitons, which modify the voice of the player with providing any musical notes. The first time I ever picked up a kazoo, I tried to blow into it and then realized that, oh, you have to sing along with it. You got to hum. Yeah. Yeah. The kazoo has ended up on several rock records by such acts as Jimi Hendrix, The Beatles, and Frank Zappa. For the last five years, the kazoo has been featured in Jimmy Fallon's Classroom Instruments, a segment on Fallon's show in which acts like Metallica, Adele, and Madonna sing their hits while Fallon and the Roots play toy instruments. I enjoy that little segment. Uh, I don't usually watch it, but I'll uh, watch the show, but I'll watch those little segments on YouTube, and they're pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's because it's better when you don't have to hear Jimmy Fallon talk. (laughs) Zing! (laughs) Taking him to task. (laughs) January 29th. This is a strange coincidence. In 1936, the Baseball Hall of Fame inducts their first members. Outfielders Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth, shortstop Onus Wagner, and pitchers Walter Johnson and Christy Mathieson. On the same day, 33 years later, the Pro Football Hall of Fame inducted their first members, including quarterbacks Sammy Ball and Dutch Clark, running backs Red Grange and Jim Thorpe, and coaches Curly Lambeau and George Hallis. I don't know if that was planned, but it happened on the same day. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know you're you're fascinated. <laughs> The Baseball Hall of Fame voters had never voted any player in unanimously until last week when New York Yankees reliever Mariano Rivera, yes? Yes. Became the first player to get every vote from the selection committee. So have you heard about this thing that the baseball writers, the baseball writers are the ones that vote for the Hall of Fame. And... Every year, no matter what player it was, no matter how great they were, there was always at least one or two writers that would not vote them in on the first ballot because they figured that they had to like wait a year or two to get into the prestigious Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And so Ken Griffey Jr., who got in a couple of years ago, I think, he was the closest. He had one writer held out and didn't vote for him. So they just like picked somebody else? Yeah. Just... Yeah. Even though they know who's Yeah, they'll get be like, it. Oh, you'll get in the next year. We'll 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 get you in the next year. <laughs> but Mariano Rivera was the first one to get in all the votes and he kinda deserved it. He was a pretty incredible pitcher. Well, I've never heard of him. Well, he knows you. But congratulations. Yes. He is a good a big listener of the podcast. Yes. Mariano M M M R M R Mr. Mister. We love you. 
and send us some money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, if you are a, a person of money who has been mentioned on our show, we've given a little extra, like you know, a little uh, little push in your career. Send us some money. Yeah. Maybe somebody's listening that's never heard of Mariano Rivera and now wants to go find out all about him. Mm-hmm. And that'll be all that you can do because he's retired from baseball and you can't go watch him play or anything. Hey, if anybody wants to send money for us to say their name, yeah. I will do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just our podcast would just be like George Martin Ensign. Oh, that's a dumb name. I was going to say George Martin. <laughs> he sent us money. Don't <laughs> tell him his name is dumb. <laughs> I went for a name and then I was like, oh, I'm saying the guy who who produced all the Beatles albums. And then I tried to change it. And then stupidity happened. Like, Guys, I was up late last night with another show, and the Saturday shows, uh, I don't have any shows for a while, so I'll like be Like an little... Arrested Development where he makes his name Cherith Cute Story. <laughs> <laughs> January 30th, 1951. Happy birthday, Philip David Charles Collins. Happy birthday. A child actor who appeared in A Hard Day's Night. Eh, kind of in the crowd scene, but he was there. Phil Collins <laughs> began his music career playing drums for British prog rock band Genesis in 1970. After their lead singer, Peter Gabriel, left to pursue a solo career in 1975, Collins became the band's lead singer and became successful on the pop charts. So he was the drummer when Peter Gabriel was there, mm-hmm. but then he sang and drummed when he left. Yeah, and then eventually they hired a drummer to go out on tour with them so he could just sing. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, I think he still played on the records uh, for Genesis. The 1980s were the biggest years for Collins as he had seven number one songs as a solo artist and one with Genesis. Only one musician, Michael Jackson, had more number one hits in the decade. He was kind of everywhere in the 80s. He was mm-hmm. he was a he was a big deal. Uh impressions of Phil Collins fan, not uh, a fan. I like him. Yeah. I was never a big fan as it was happening. Looking back now, I can kind of appreciate what he was doing. Were you just too cool? I was way too cool. <laughs> uh, I thought In the Air Tonight was pretty damn cool. Uh, there was some early Genesis stuff that I really liked. And then like Invisible Touch, I wasn't a big fan of that sort of stuff. Or Susudio. Su, su, studio. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, when you sing it like that. It sounds pretty good. I know. <laughs> And finally, January 31st, 1930, the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, better known as 3M, introduces Scotch Cellulose Tape, the first transparent tape. It was invented by Richard Drew, a banjo player turned engineer, who created the tape to provide a moisture-proof seal for cellophane food packaging. The Scotch brand now covers other adhesives like masking tape and magic tape, Magic tape being the first invisible tape. Ooh, it's magic. <laughs> Isn't it scary? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I did it this time. You're bringing that back? I did it. Why scotch? Yeah. According it's to delicious. <laughs> according to 3M, during the tape's development, an early user of the tape wasn't happy with the amount of adhesive. He told Drew to take this back to your Scotch bosses and tell them to put more adhesive on it. At the time, Scotch was a racially tinged put-down for something cheap or stingy. Drew decided to take the insult and make it the brand name. Now, as someone with Scottish heritage, this is why my family does not buy any Scotch products. We're, we're upset. I feel like that's not true. It's not true. We <laughs> all we do is buy Scotch products. We have them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You got a big sign in your living room that says "We are Scotch." <laughs> well, now Scotch now Scotch tape has now become one of those generic names. I mean, because it's trademarked name, but it's kind of like Kleenex and Xerox, where now you use it for like. Yeah. If you buy the off-brand, yeah, if you buy an off-brand uh, at some store, you can still call it Scotch tape, even though it's not. So, 
So thanks, racism, for giving us a name for things for things we use every day. <laughs> we don't thank racism enough on this podcast. Oh, I'm really glad that the guy did not. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, that was your game prep. Hi, and doggone thrifty too, Muck. And it seals without moistening. Now, folks, look what you can do with Scotch cellophane tape. You can seal things with it like sandwich wrappers. Scotch cellophane tape holds things in place like snapshots and albums. Because it's practically invisible, it's great for mending things like torn sheet music. So insist on Scotch brand, America's number one cellophane tape. Don't accept substitutes. Look for the word scotch and the plaid design. The tape with the plaid is the best to be had, so stick with scotch, my friend. Get scotch brand cellophane tape, made only by Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing, the 3M Company. It is now time for the audio round music challenge extravaganza thing that we do at the end of the podcast where we're going to play some songs and I try to identify them. What's our theme this week? You pick the theme. Work. Work. Now... I read your thing, and then I was like, "The work, work stuff in the title of the songs." Is that right? I think is that what you went on. <laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, so yeah, so we picked some some worky worky type songs. Uh, one point for title, one point for artist. Do you want to play yours first or second? I will play second. Okay, here we go. This is the first song for Monica. extra songs (laughs) (laughs) i should have asked that before we started no i do not we're gonna have some fun aren't we so that is working man yes by rush hey (laughs) i figured you'd get that because i thought you were kind of a rush fan I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm a rush fan. well i'm not saying you're wearing t-shirts and going to the concerts but i'm you like rush all Actually, right. for a long time, I did not like them. Uh-huh. And then I made myself listen to a little bit, and I really liked that song. Let me ask you this. When you're watching the Montreal Canadiens, do you think like having a little rush on the background soundtrack would be appropriate? Do you ever think about that, just putting on a little Canadian rock in the background? I don't usually get to pick the music because I'm always watching at a bar. It at a bar. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you just ask them, can you put on the Canadian music, please? And it's usually at an Irish bar. Ah. So it's a mix of Irish music. Sure. A lot of Beatles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Tom Petty. Tom Petty is very popular in the bars. I hear it every time I go out. I yeah. hear a Tom Petty song. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could, could be worse. Um, so I think maybe you're intimating that we might have some doubles here. Well, we got at least one. All right. We'll just we'll just deal with that as we go. Uh, you want to play me your first song? Here's your first song. Well, if that's not Cher, it's someone trying to sound like Cher. <laughs> it is Cher. Okay. But I don't know her catalog very well. Ooh. And I'm trying to think of a song. Because that's a very 80s song. And the only one that I can think from the 80s for her is, If I can turn back down. If I can find a way. That is one of my favorite videos ever. Where she's like it's on the so weird. On the, the deck of the, the, the Yeah, like the Navy yeah, ship. Exactly. And she's wearing like the weirdest thing. And you're just it's just But her, her body is smoking. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and she's wearing like this leather, I don't know, it's like goes all the way up her butt. Yeah. She's got like fishnet mm-hmm. all over. Yeah. It's incredible. And she's got like a jacket and then she takes off the jacket mm-hmm. and all the sailors are like, whoa. Best, <laughs> best day of their lives. Um, and but, if I could turn back time, yeah, I would watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> I think YouTube can let you turn back the clock for one day and watch that video. All right, what's the name of that song? Working Girl. Oh, okay, sure. Probably should have just guessed that. It's about a prostitute. <laughs> let's let's not let's let's let that sit for a second. Okay. Get vaccinated, everybody. All right. (laughs) Here's your second song. I do not recognize that. Hmm. Is that a man singing? It is a man singing. Is it a band? It is a band singing. It's a man band singing. <laughs> Ooh, a man band. <laughs> it's like a it's a headband for a man. Yes. A man band. Yes. This season, get your man a man band. I'm gonna guess Jimmy Eat World. That is Jimmy Eat World. Really? Well done. Oh my god. I figured you would recognize some Jimmy Eat Worlds. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, they're crying. Whoa. Uh, Maybe somebody down there should give him something to cry about. I think it's a little girl. <laughs> or her. It's hard to tell with kids when they're crying like that if uh, if it's male or female. Yeah. All kids are pretty much androgynous. <laughs> gender fluid. Very gender fluid at this point. All right. What's the name of that song? What is the name of that Jimmy Eat World song? I don't know. Uh, work with it. It is just called work. Oh, and it's wow. just the single word work. But you got the band. That was pretty good. I wouldn't know them unless for like their three songs that I know. <laughs> yeah. Here is your next one that you will know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Is it Working Man by Rush? It is. Hey! I can't believe you got it so hey! fast. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of of Canadian power trios. <laughs> there's there's Rush, there's Triumph, there's the Bare Naked Ladies without two of them. There's Loverboy without you know, like three of them. You know, one of the Bare Naked Ladies isn't in the band anymore. I know Stephen Page isn't in the band anymore. What the hell? He He's had, the best one. He had he had a he had a problem, and he had to he had to go take care of his problem. Really? Yeah. Oh. He was over-vaccinating. <laughs> Don't start that rumor. No, no. He, he, had, he had some issues uh, with uh, some substance stuff, and I think he's better now, but he's kind of out on his own doing his own thing. Maybe they'll get back together at some point, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so I listened to one of their latest albums, and... Like, they still have the other singer. Right. So some of the songs sounded like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know if they got somebody else singing. I think it's but... just another. They didn't, like, go out and get another person. I think it's just one of the other band members. It's like. It's like if Ringo sang half of the Beatles songs. Mm. It is kind of awful. Oh, no. So it's like every third song on that album i have to skip it because i hate it well and it's <laughs> so the hard other ones are really good it's so hard when somebody is such a part of the sound and then they're not there anymore and you really miss that that and then someone tries to to do it and not try to imitate but try yeah. to just do their own thing and it's just like i i like the other thing well he's such an amazing singer yeah but also, I don't know if this other guy is also like writing these songs because they're just even like dopier and mm. like just like Ringo's songs. You know, they were they were like, 
Oh, let's write a song about a yellow submarine. <laughs> okay, Ringo, we'll let you write it. Wow. Ringo Starr, everybody, in in the living room right now recording with us. Hey, Ringo, how's it going? I think I'm going to go now. <laughs> okay, bye, Ringo. Wow, that was a short visit by Ringo. <laughs> I wonder if Paul McCartney could come in and say hello as well. <laughs> no. No, probably can't. He's uh, really busy because he's, he's a, so busy. He's an actual celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right, here you go. Song number three is this one. I'm going to meet you right now. That's probably the hardest one of, of the ones that I have. That's like so 80s. Yes. Is it hard because it's not a very well-known? It's a well-known song if you know the band. And you'll know, you'll recognize the band's name. You might be able to f- figure out the band. Is it a a band name or like a person? It's a band name. A very late 70s, early 80s new wave band from America. Mm. Devo? It's not Devo, but you're on that. It's in that category. That is the Talking Heads. Oh, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. And the song, the song is called Found a Job. And uh, it's a story about this couple who weren't having a good life, and then they figure out the great life is to uh, create television shows. It's that easy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Sometimes I think about leaving, do a little bumming around. I want to throw my bills out the window, catch a train to another town. I'll go back working. Well, I think the song... It's called Working Man Blues. That's right. And this is going to be tough because it's been recorded by a few people. So who is that? I am going to guess, because it sounded older, I'm going to guess Merle Haggard. You're right. All right, good. I think that was one of the original recordings of it. Um, But yeah, that's one of those like country standards that's been recorded by a lot. That's kind of how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the old country and bluegrass songs, mm-hmm. they're pretty much most of them are standard. Yeah. Yeah, everybody takes a whack at them at some point. So, cool. Love Mo Haggard. That's great. Uh, here is your next one. And, uh, well, here it is. Working in a coal mine? That is working in a coal mine. I don't know who the hell that is, though. But I would, um, I wouldn't go too far in the past to uh, look for a guest. Okay. Of today. I don't know. It sounded weird. I don't know. Who is it? That is Devo. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I was trying to lead you there without leading you there, but yeah, that's Devo. That's uh, their version of a of an old uh, an old sixty song called "Working the Coal Mine" by uh, that's Lee the Dorsey. One I know. Yeah, yeah, that's the Devo. Damn it, Devo! <laughs> <sighs> now I feel so dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. Oh no. I'm okay. All right, <laughs> you recovered so quickly. <laughs> Uh, number four. <laughs> I love that's that. The, that's the giveaway moment. I love it. I do too. <laughs> I I wish I could sing that sort of falsetto sometimes. That would be so much fun to be able to just have that sort of bright, 
falsetto. That is definitely uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Yeah. And that is working my way back to you. I was more familiar with the Spinners version, which came out in the 80s, which is a little more disco-y upbeat. Yeah. I kind of went back and forth on which one to use. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that, that one. that one because I like his voice. Oh, when he hits those... Only Frankie Valley could do that better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Hit that nice, just bright falsetto. Oh. I can sing that high. I bet you can. It doesn't sound as good. <laughs> I can make like a sound that high, but I can't <laughs> sing a melody that high. I wish I could. And only when certain things happen to you can you make that No, high that's <laughs> that's a fallacy. The only sound I'm making when that happens is, uh, that's it. That's all I got. I'm not singing at that point. All right, here is your last one, and... I think you might get this one. Jeez, I hope so. I'm over a hung. Over a slept. I'm right disheveled, perfectly unkempt. I like my drink. Mid toast and eggs. The best Bloody Mary you've ever tasted. That was abrupt. Yeah, I had to because the next one line would have given away the title. Well, it sounds like no effects. It is no effects. But I've never heard that song. Oh, okay. Somehow you always play a no effects song that I've never heard. How is that possible? I've heard almost all of their songs Mm. except for the three that you've used. Well, and I just did a quick search of no effects and the word work, and this was the song that came up. Uh, the song is called Going to Work Wasted. <laughs> that definitely sounds <laughs> like And that's like the no very next song. line is like kicks into tick, 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 going to work wasted. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, that's I a little no that. effects. Yeah. Yeah, it's Fat Mike's birthday this week. Is it? It is. Happy birthday. We did last, last year's podcast, we did a tribute to Fat Mike. So uh, oh. I did left that out of game prep this week, but it is Fat Mike's we birthday. We also talked about Scotch Tape last year. Did we? Yeah. I looked on the game the game prep from last year and it didn't have Scotch Tape Maybe on it there. Maybe the year before. Oh my goodness! Have we been doing this that long? Could be. Could be. All right, you have one more, and then a bonus one. Oh wow! So we only had one, one, uh, one, one. Okay, that's not too bad. Wow. Is that Rihanna? Mm-hmm. Then that's just called work. Yeah. Okay. It also has Drake on there. Drake's on there. So that song's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. I've heard that part of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would be fun to replace that with like chicken noises. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. Well, next time we next time we get together, we'll record that for a. for you, I'll bring. The, I'll get the music for it, and we can record. I'll bring that. the chicken. You bring the chicken. I'll bring the music. All right. Oh, so you have a bonus one. Yeah. Let's play it. Why not? Well, yeah, you were right about that part of it. Um, Oof. I I, I have no guess on that. That is Gwen Stefani. Oh, Gwen. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. What's the song called? It's called What You Working With. What You Working With. And it was a duet with Justin Timberlake. Oh, wow. And it was for the trolls. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everything about that is wrong. The fact that it's what you, like the letter you Mm -hmm. and not the word. Yeah. And working with. Yeah. 
And that was Gwen Stefani. Oh, unrecognizable Gwen Stefani on that. <laughs> I know. Man, remember when she was really cool? In No Doubt, when I was oh in the sixth God. grade and I wanted to be her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was a lot older than that, but I remember watching her like perform uh, like live clips of her performing and just like, damn, she was bouncing all over the stage, sounding like a, uh, great stuff. And mm-hmm. now it's, uh, now I don't now know what's going on. Now it's troll soundtrack. <laughs> well, good for her. Well done. <laughs> good I guess. for her bank account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get that troll money. Get that troll money. <laughs> Vaccinate those kids. Get that troll money. All right. How'd we do? You got nine. Wow. Okay. All you missed was the share title. Oh, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. And I got five. All right. Working nine to five. Because of the deal. What a way to make a living. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Dolly. Dolly. Yeah, it was everything I could do. Is like I got to avoid nine to five. I, I, figured tried, that's, I tried to sing that song at karaoke once. It's, it moves pretty quick. <laughs> it was just yeah. awful. Yeah, if you don't know the words, those words start flying by pretty quick, and you're like up into bed and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that I, as much as I want to, I cannot sing like Dolly Parton. No, damn no, it, nobody can, nobody can, and she nobody just should makes ever it try. Seem so easy. Yeah. Maybe I need breast implants to do it. If, if you feel like that's necessary. <laughs> that would be a really weird thing to do after getting a reduction. <laughs> <laughs> Change my mind. I just want them to be more fake and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want them to be pointing <laughs> in strange directions. <laughs> I want them to be cross-eyed. Up here, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is it for the podcast. But before we go, let's talk about where you can play the quiz this week if you're in the Seattle, Renton, Tacoma area. Monica. Tuesday night, come to Ballard. Play trivia at Fitzgerald. Hey, and there were some extra teams played it uh, there last week. We told people to go, and people went. And so keep it going, folks. Keep it going. Going. Also, we've got Monday at the Skylark in West Seattle, and that's all ages. We've got Tuesday at the Crown Bar in Tacoma. That's not all ages. We've got Wednesday at the Berliner in Renton. That's all ages. We've got Thursday at the local 907. That's not, not all, all ages. ages. But then Tuesday, Cat at Bison Creek Pizza. That's all ages. <laughs> and Murphy's Tuesdays and Thursdays with a uh, with usually with Matt, uh, Mookie and Jeff. And those are both all ages as well. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so get it out there. Even though you probably say it every week. <laughs> eh, I say it sometimes, but uh, I thought I'd uh, reinforce that for everybody out there. So get out and play those quizzes. Also, don't forget to check your rankings. See where your team is at. There is still plenty of time to get into the finals. You have five more weeks of quizzes. That's 20 days of quizzing to do. So get hopping. I think that's it. I think that's all. Everybody, have a good week. Go kick butt at your pub quizzes, and we'll talk at you next week. Bye. Let's get trivial, trivial.